He said you'd come. Now let's hope you're not too late. We know each other. He's a friend from work. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode number 50 of the Wulong Talks podcast. Uh, my name is Jason. I'm the host of the show, as you know. And as always, I'm joined by my cohorts, the Man Geek Big A up north. Big A, say what's up. What's going on? And down south with me, the Russian kid, Rich Kid, is in the house as well. Rich Kid. What's, what's happening? What's happening? What's up? Yeah, man. Well, it's episode number 50. We've made it. The big 5 Um boy it's it's been a journey <laughs> it's definitely been a journey we'll reflect a bit on that um a little bit later on um but first of all guys i mean how are you feeling about us reaching 50 because that's kind of a milestone still so there's loads of people who start this shit and, and don't get to to where we've got to so we've got to be proud of ourselves right i'm super proud like, listen, like, you know what? I, I mean, without trying to get all bloody, what's it called? Sentimental. But, Jay, I, I, I remember the day when we first started Wulong Talks. And, like, you know, and we just, like, we, you know, we had the brainstorm and we went to Comic-Con and we were just like, shit, we, we've got stuff to say. And I, and I think people would like to listen to what we have to say. And us just brainstorming. I remember, like, coming home and just contacting, like, and looking at people that we took pictures of and be like, hey, do you think we can contact this person to be on our show? And then obviously, you know, and then like, that's how we got in touch with Holly. Shout out to Holly from Darkside, who was our, actually one of the first people that we actually interviewed, or if not the, one of the first, the actual first person we interviewed. And I just remember it just being that idea. And like, and, and obviously we've had our ups and our downs where we've sometimes we've felt a bit like, shit, it's not really going anywhere. Or, you know, we, we, you know, we, we, you know, we haven't been able to record, you know, for a couple of weeks on end. And then you have to get back into the swing of things. But to see us here now and just like just so fluid and, and, and easy, I'm happy, man. Like and, and I and I generally believe that only the only good things are, you know, are going to be coming, you know, coming henceforth from this. I mean, this, this good things are happening for us right now in the past couple of weeks, you know. Shout out to Rob Wade as well. Um yeah, yeah, I'm 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 happy. I'm I'm happy with you guys. You guys are like my brothers, isn't it? So, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, it's been it's been a real, real journey. As 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 Rich has touched it on uh, on a bit there, you know, we've we've really been through quite a bit to get to number fifty. But here we are. We're here at number fifty. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. Um, thank you for choosing to to join us. And for those of you who've been with us since the beginning, well, welcome back, man. You're part of the family now. So you know, pull up a chair, take a seat. Let's let's talk, man. Um, Big A, how you been, man? We haven't heard from me in a little while. What you been up to? You been reading any good comics? You been doing any, um, watching any movies, anything like that? Uh, I've been watching loads of Thundercats, just because Thundercats were annoyed me, so I had to revisit the original show, and it's fucking hilarious. Uh, and I've really been enjoying it. <laughs> and also, there was a wicked podcast that I listened to. Uh, There's a guy called Dan Norton who worked on the 2011 version of uh, Thundercats. I think he was one of the heads of that. And it's like a three-hour podcast where he details what was going to happen 
in series two and how they were going to end the whole story. And it's fucking dope. It's so good. Like all the shit that they were going to do, all the story bits that they were going to do, they were going to incorporate Silverhawks into it and all this stuff. Like it, it sounded absolutely nuts, man. And it's a, it would have been a great 26 episodes that we didn't get to see um, that weren't killed due to low ratings. That is a lie when anyone says it's low ratings. But yeah, if you uh, want to listen to that, you can find that on SoundCloud pretty easily. And yeah, it's just a dope three hours of them just talking about everything about the series that would happen in series two. Mm, nice. I'd love to check that out at some point because I remember you did mention that a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, it was actually actually to finish it. It was actually a really, really good listen, man. It was really interesting, man. Mm, mm. Yeah, so, yeah, so thanks for, thanks for that, Alvin. <clears throat> yeah, definitely, mate. Although um, you did answer Jason's question. What? Well, you did, kind of. That was quick, man. I gave like a whole, I gave like a whole, yeah, whole speech. No, no, no. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. No, I gave like a whole little speech and I, you know, and I like, this is like the bit in Pineapple Express where they're sitting in a tree and he's like, yeah, you're my friend. And Seth Rogen goes, yeah, okay. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> James Franco was like, hey, like, yeah, I'm really happy we're, we're here. And James, uh, Seth was like, yeah, all right. You're my weed dealer. I buy weed off you. <laughs> like, <laughs> so i thought you like you were gonna like uh, you know once you know i know it doesn't happen very often but you know just you know just emote a little look man i can't be going on an epic 18 month journey to mordor i'm sorry but that's, that's <laughs> like, i teleport get there and get it done here you way <laughs> and all this business yo you can do that i'll just teleport there innit? <laughs> keep it short mm, mm. Listen, the man geeks from up north, mate. Up north, they don't play that. It's <laughs> <laughs> this talking shit. They just get to that point and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, man, let's get started on, on this week's show. So um, I thought we'd start off a little bit with um, a bit of a chat about Star Wars. Um, that's been in the news for various different reasons over the past week or so. Um, we've all seen the movie Solo. Um, well, I, Rich, you haven't seen it yet, have you? Not yet, no. But yeah, well, myself and Alvin have, have seen it, and I'm sure most of you listening to this have, have seen it as well. So you have your own opinions on it. You're obviously probably aware that the, the movie hasn't been doing so well box office-wise um, around the world at the moment. So there's a lot of talk about kind of where, you know, the Star Wars franchise has gone wrong, quote-unquote, um, because it depends on, on your definition of wrong, really, as to whether you consider there to be a problem or not. But... Um, in some quarters, it is considered that there is a problem with the franchise, that it's not quite reaching and touching audiences in the way that it should do. Um, whereas others, you know, have, have argued that Solo is, is just an isolated incident. And um, there are various reasons to explain why that, that may have gone wrong. So, um, yeah, I mean, Alvin, uh, Rich, you can jump in on this one at any time. But obviously, because you haven't seen Solo so much, uh, We'll, we'll, I'll stick to Alvin more for the specific. Yeah, 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 sure, that's fine. But um, Al, I mean, we we talked a little bit after we we both kind of saw it. Um, I know in general you you were quite pleased with the the movie that you got. Mm. Um, but we talked a bit as well about um, some of the reasons, and I know you went into some of the reasons why you think it, it Solo may not have done as well as it it should have done on Twitter. But for the sake of of those listening, um, could you just kind of give a, a little rundown again of of why you think maybe the movie hasn't quite achieved the the box office aims that that it set out to achieve? 
Yeah. So uh, the first thing is it is way too soon after the Last Jedi. I mean, this isn't Star Wars. Isn't the MCU? You know what I mean? You can you can have multiple films in the MCU like be released within a year, but they've all got completely different titles. So you can see them independently. Whereas calling something X a Star Wars story, it, it's it's a different kind of ball game. Star Wars should just be once a year. It's way too soon after the last jedi i mean we've only had it on what blu-ray for the last like what two months if that um and people hated the last jedi a lot of people really hated it like mm. it's a very like divisive, divisive movie yeah. mm. uh and it's kind of split the the fan base even more like now there's multiple sections like there's people who love the prequels who hate the last jedi mm. you know and stuff like that people who like the originals who hate the last jedi and then there's people that love everything and then so everyone's like Everyone's got a voice now because of social media, and and yes, it's it's not, it's really not been good for it. Um, so yeah, they should have waited until December. Um, and there's like I said, there's a lot of hate for the Last Jedi, and some of these kind of groups are extremely vocal online, and there's a lot of arguing going on, and also the production as well. Um, I think because Lord and Miller left the project, everyone was expecting it to be a car crash. Hmm. What I saw wasn't a car crash. And I actually really enjoyed it a lot, but um, but yeah, I think it didn't help because people heard, oh well, the directors have left. They've got Ron Howard in. Obviously, it's going to be shit. They even heard things about Alden Ehrenreich not being able to act and apparently having to get an acting coach. So I think it's all the production kind of hoo ha and all the Last Jedi related stuff. I think personally, that's that's what killed it for most people and made them go, Nah, I don't want to see it. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think all of those reasons are, are pretty valid. Um, something else I read online as well was uh, about the marketing campaign for the movie and how the marketing campaign was a little bit odd. It didn't really seem to kind of kick into gear until almost a week before um, the the actual movie came out. Plus, it didn't help that the first trailer, the, the teaser trailer, kind of didn't really give an, an immediate sense of the tone of the movie mm. and what they were trying to do um so it wasn't until the full full trailer came out and then like i because i remember when we we saw it and i was like you know it was when i saw that full trailer that i was like okay i get it now i get where this movie's going i get what they're trying to do up until that point i i was lost i was just like, i don't understand like what what's the plot here what what are we you know what what's going on um <clears throat> beyond kind of the, the the basics i guess so yeah i think the marketing campaign didn't really help as well they, they they could have done you know disney could and should have done a lot better marketing that that movie really um it, it, yeah i said they it felt like they just left it too late to, to kind of sort of kick in with with all of that really um aside from that as well i mean we we kind of talked as as well about um the things that that we liked about the movie and, and maybe some of the things that didn't work um for those of you that haven't seen solo by the way we'll we'll try not to spoil too too much about the movie here um but one of the things you know i talked about with you Al, was was the idea that i'd like to see kind of more from star wars in general i'd like to see more of kind of the underworld workings mm-hmm. um and that was one of the things that i i really really liked about solo was getting to see how um you know the the underworld in in the star wars world worked and hearing about the huts and their influence and crimson dawn and all these kind of other factions that that work underground that are involved in you know smuggling organized crime 
um, you know, the, the, the slavers who were taking the Wookiees off of Kashyyyk and, and things like that. I, I liked kind of those references. And I think, you know, we, we were saying on, on the chat that, that you and I were having going forward, I would like to see kind of more stuff like that from Star Wars, um, you know, specifically from like the TV shows that they've got proposed and, and things like that. I'd love to see kind of like that type of a story set in the Star Wars world. Um, Rich, before before I go back to, to Al for his take on that, Rich, um, you've read a yeah. lot of the um, expanded books and you're, you're well versed in, in, you know, in kind of the, the expanded universe of Star Wars. Um, from kind of what you've read is do you think there's there's kind of enough material there to kind of keep making interesting stories say outside of like you know Han Solo and the Jedi and and, and the the kind of things that people would instantly recognize from Star Wars do you think there's enough kind of other stories there to, to tell? Look, I mean easily uh, I mean t- to be fair uh, I remember when Disney did get the rights for, for Lucas and then they made that announcement that everything that had come before was now going to be changed to legends. Like I understand what they were saying about how they needed to make it, you know, create a clean slate. So obviously it's going to be new for everybody, but at the same time, destroying or kill, killing all of that, it, it didn't make sense because the stuff that made, and I'm a Star Wars fan. I am a big Star Wars fan, but everything that Disney has put out since they've, they've acquired the rights is 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 nowhere near as good as the stuff that was released years ago um whether it be through co- co- computer games graphic novels books cartoons like it is it's not even close and it, there's more than enough um like like material there now that you can literally just get that and maybe just switch it up a little bit like uh, me and you jay had this conversation i was saying that they could just actually just do like what the mcu is doing right now where they're just getting these characters and like everybody knows these characters and they might read the comic books, but to keep it nice and fresh, just switch it up a little bit, you know, and, and something like that. So I, I think, I think Disney could do a lot better with what they have with, with Star Wars right now. I, I'm to be fair. And like I said, I'm looking at it as like, as a, a Star Wars fan and a film fan, I'm not very impressed with what they give me so far. Like, I mean, Rogue, um, Rogue One was, was a brilliant film. Force Awakens, I, was, I wasn't a fan of. Last Jedi had his moments. And Solo, I haven't seen as of yet, which I, which I will see, because, like I said, because I'm a fan. But they just need to do better, for, for me personally. That's my opinion. Cool, cool. And um, what about the, um, the, the, the kind of stories that specifically you think that they should go for, for, say, like the TV show and, and things like that? Is there kind of anything that you think um specifically outside of say you know as as said the skywalker story and and things like that is there anything outside of that that you think that they should be looking at to kind of develop for tv shows and 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 for movies in that kind of mcu style well i mean they've already shown already uh with what's called with um with rogue one that you actually can have a story without 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 a skywalker or solo in it um so so that's and so that's a good thing. Um, I mean, back in the day, there they used to be like a comic book and and a book series, uh, yeah, comic book and a book series called Rogue, called Rogue Squadron, and it's the basically it's the X-wing fighters that Luke Skywalker used to belong to uh, uh, for you know for a small amount of time until he left them and then went on to go and you know continue his Jedi training. So I mean that that'd be interesting. Like you said about how you know in Solo they kind of 
you know, touch upon like the underworld, um, which is another thing which has been touched upon in the books and the comic books as well. So I'd like to see different factions of the Star Wars universe in general. So, you know, look at the underworld, um, look at the Empire as, you know, in general, look at the rebels and, and how they do their thing. Um, even look at just like the normal people, you know how they used to in DC when they used to do, um, was it the Gotham, the, the comic book about Gotham, mm, Gotham about the PD. Gotham, yeah, yeah, Gotham PD, maybe have something like that, where you've got somebody who essentially isn't, you know, part of the empire or part of the rebels or Jedi's or anything like that, or like, or, or like a criminal, but they're just literally just trying to survive and just live a normal life on a day-to-day -day basis in this galaxy which is in, in essence turmoil i mean th th there's there's countless things they could do they could do a tag and bink which was rumored you know a, a couple of years ago like a comedy kind of something set in the star wars universe mm. they, they, they've, they've got a lot of material there but for some of the reason they, they're trying so desperately to be different that i think it, it's starting to backfire and i'm not you know that it, it, it reminds me a bit of what Warner Brothers are doing that with, with the DC universe, where they're just trying to be, they're trying to be so different that it feels like they're cutting their nose despite their own face. So, yeah. Mm, mm. Um, Alf, you know, as said, we, we kind of were talking about sort of solo and, and, and the strengths of, and, of it and the weaknesses and stuff. Um, what were kind of the, the things that worked for you with solo and, and the things that you thought were, were really impressive? And what were the things that, that didn't quite work out for you with, with that movie? Uh, the things that worked for me were the characters. There's a lot of like the, the characters that appear um, early in the movie like everyone in uh, Tobias Beckett's crew, that I really liked, and I really enjoyed them. Uh, and I just liked the fact that it took, it took, it was like a different, it was kind of similar kind of adventure tone that Star Wars normally has. But it, but it was kind of different, and again, the whole kind of like smugglers thing, and it's like, when Tobias Beckett first shows up, and he's, he's just firing his guns off like some sick cowboy, like spinning his blasters and that, I was just like, I'm in. <laughs> like, I, I get who this guy is and what he's all about. Um, and I liked the fact that Han learned a lot throughout the movie. Um, I thought the casting was really good as well. CG is good as always because it's uh, industrial light and magic. And yeah, just the overall pacing of the thing. Like, I heard that the first hour was boring. And I was watching that train heist and I was like, what were they talking about? This is like... Is really good shit. Like, what the hell are they on about? So it was all kind of things like that. And yeah, like I said, the pay, it, it made me, it made it feel like it was a hundred minutes, but it's over two hours. So like, I was I was really impressed with it in that way. I thought it was directed really well as as well for someone who came in kind of like once a certain amount of the project had been filmed and had had to refilm quite a bit of it, um, well, pretty much all of it to be honest. Like, I liked what Ron Howard did with Star Wars. I thought he did some really cool stuff. There was some, like, really great shots in there that was, like, extremely well done. Some long takes and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, I think the thing that didn't work for me was probably, like, one or two story elements that didn't work. But I think they're going to be kind of investigated in different movies. Perhaps the Boba Fett movie mm. uh, will look into those things. But but who knows? Mm. Mm. Well, it's just as well you brought up the the Boba Fett movie because I was just gonna <laughs> move in moving us on, um, talk about that as well because we we got the announcement recently that um, 
a Boba Fett movie is is going into production, um, and immediately on on like social media, as as you kind of stated at the beginning, Alvin, um, you saw this split in the fan base that was evident, where fifty percent of people were like, "Hell yeah, give me a Boba Fett movie," and the other half were like, "Hell no, don't give me a Boba Fett mm-hmm. movie." Um, so it it seems like you know we're we're at a point where a lot of these things that they're trying to to do with with Star Wars, as Rich said, is is kind of, you know, it's 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 leaving the fan base just completely and utterly split. Um, and I don't know kind of where we go from here. Um, in terms of a Boba Fett movie, um, Rich, would you be interested in a Boba Fett movie and and watching a Boba Fett movie? Um, it's it's Star Wars, so I'm, I'm going to be intrigued either way. Uh. The thing is, I I, th- I think the like I said, I'll, I'll go back to the decision of of Disney just saying of of just scrapping like the stuff that was canon before that everything had been done before. Like I don't think they anticipated the divide that it was going to cause between the fans. Like Alvin said earlier, or like you said earlier, Jason, it's like there's now three different types of Star Wars fans. So you've got original trilogy fans, you've got bloody you know prequel trilogy fans and now you've got this new generation of fans and all three of them can't seem to see eye to eye so basically i can only imagine that the people who are new to the franchise are just like boba fett who like you know you know forget but like fuck boba fett like he's for he's for you older guys so i can imagine there's a, a whole generation of people in there you know 30s 40s 50s and 60s who are just like yeah man boba fett was you know my, my favorite character like I, I know he's 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 topped many polls in like you know uh, over the years for you know the most popular one of the most popular characters in in that in in that field. But would I be interested? It, it it'd have to be something really really different and have some form of consequence. This is the thing that I'm finding with the Star Wars franchise right now. It's like okay, cool, fair enough. You're gonna give me a Han Solo story, but I essentially know what happens to Han Solo at the end of the force awakens so i've seen him come from xyz and then end up here and i know how his story ends so you need to give me something that's going to make me want to be like okay wow this is a really good story if they're not going to do that with boba fett then don't bother then just do a just do what they did with, with rogue one and just take and take boba fett out of it like i mean like if it feels like they're trying to please too many people at, at any one time uh so would I be interested in seeing it? Yeah, I wouldn't mind, especially if Timur, if especially if Timur Morrison's going to be in it because he's like the ba- as far as I'm concerned, he's the baddest motherfucker in all the film. He's played Green Lanterns, he's played Jedi's. I'm um, sorry, he's played um, Bounty Hunters. He's played Jake the Mask in Once We're Warriors. So I'd like to see him. Say second. Once We're Warriors is a sick film. Yeah, yeah, wicked film. Like you know, guys, I know listeners out there who who think we only talk about you know comic books and you know and and, and Japanese anime and stuff like that. Like we watch all types of films here. We just don't talk about it the majority of the time. But go watch a film. There's a New Zealand film called Once We Warriors, um, and it's got Tamara Morrison star um, starring in it. And it's about a family of 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 a, a Maori family and just them living day to day and how they're treated in New Zealand. It's a real eye-opener and it's a really, really good story, really good film, really good acting. Go peep it. But um, So yeah, so back to the Boba Fett thing. I'd watch it because I'm a Star Wars fan. I wouldn't be excited to see it because it's a Boba Fett film. Uh, Boba Fett, to me, has always been a character that's been overrated, much like Darth Vader, um, until his appearance and what he did in, in Rogue One. 
So, you know, do we need it? I don't think we need it. I think we just need something new. Stop, maybe stop looking to the old stuff and just take it. If you're going to take a chance, then take a proper chance. So, that's, that's my opinion on that. Cool. Um, Alf, how about you, man? Are you looking forward to a Boba Fett movie? It's not that I'm looking forward to it. It's just that I'll I'll go and see it because it says Star Wars on it. Um, I can like I agree with some of the people who said like Boba Fett hasn't done shit because he really didn't do anything. Um, but I disagree when people say he he's not cool because he's got a cool look. He's a Mandalorian. They are fucking cool, and I want to actually see. That on the silver screen, you know what I mean? Mandalorians doing their shit. Yeah, I've kind of seen it in um in Rebels and whatnot, but it's it's not the same. I want to see Boba Fett do that. You know what I mean? I want I want to see. Yeah, well, yeah you want to see do cool stuff, yeah. On, yeah, I want to see him go on. I want him to be like intergalactic Craven the Hunter. That's what I want to see. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I want to see him actually go on the hunt. In Empire, he didn't go on no. He, he followed the Millennium Falcon to fucking Cloud City, got there a little bit before them with the Empire. And then fucking, he didn't, he really didn't do anything. He fired a few blaster shots and then walked Han Solo's carbonite frozen body into Slave mm. One and got off. That was it. You know what I mean? We, did, we didn't really get to see him do anything. We didn't really get to see him be a bounty hunter. I think the most we've seen him be a bounty hunter was in, um, in Clone Wars. Mm. That's like when he's like, what, 13 or something like that or 14 or whatever. Not even as an adult. I want to see him as an adult go on the hunt, take a contract, compete with other bounty hunters. Um, but I don't necessarily want to see all the bounty hunters that we already know from Star Wars, like IGA E8, uh, Bosk, mm. Zuckus, Dengar. I don't necessarily want to see all those guys, maybe one or two, but I'd, I'd rather have, I'd rather see kind of like the whole kind of like bounty hunters guild thing like realized on on screen and then for them to delve into that as much as they delved into scoundrels in solo mm-hmm. you know you know you know who boba fett is <laughs> boba fett is a malik from one direction <laughs> like like no sure no like 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 you, you see him just like hey man you, you look fucking cool like you like you just stand there and just look cool and then once in a while he might do one or two good songs but then when you look at his discography you're just like yeah you're just a fucking <laughs> he ain't shit. I really shouldn't say that because I know people that know him. So I'm like, I could be shoot myself on the foot. <laughs> but the, no, but I understand what he's saying about the whole thing with Boba Fett. Like, if they're gonna do that, Alvin, like if they're gonna like make him show the reason why he's the greatest bounty hunter in a galaxy, then yeah, by your means. But then just don't do it just because there's Boba fan Boba Fett fans out there and you wanna please the old generation. You know, and, and and still keep still keep them on board. Others, once again, like I said, they they're just going to be wasting our time. Mm. So um, yeah, yeah, I agree with you in, in that one as well. Yeah, I think it, as is always the the case and is the golden rule with anything, man. If you don't mm. have a compelling story for it, don't tell it. Mm. Like, is that yeah? Because he's goofy, but but Boba Fett's goofy. Like mm. to me, he's goofy. Like the whole thing of him looking cool, that that's the right. I don't think he looks that cool. To be fair, I think he looks okay. But come by, come by Return of the Jedi, he gets taken out like some freaking Benny Hill character. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like you know, like you know, it's, it's just, it's just nonsense. Yeah. Way too easy. And it's just, yeah. You're, yeah. I've never, I'm with you. I've never understood the, the Boba Fett thing. And I know about the Mandalorians. I, I, I know all about yeah, where yeah, they yeah. come from and all of that. And yeah, you know, that's they cool. have a cool story. Mm. But him, like him specifically, 
no based yeah. on what he's done in those movies no i i, I don't get it but hey yeah. they, they're gonna do it so we can only hope that that they get involved um as you said they uh, cast tomorrow morrison in there somewhere um and they give us a story that that actually makes sense and is going to be you know a compelling story that people will be interested in so we'll see what the future holds for star wars i'm sure there'll be more announcements with, with that um going forward but let's move on um because we do need to talk well i think we, it's worth talking about this um there was of course some news in the week as well for um that left walking dead fans kind of reeling um, and the news was that uh, the main character, Andrew Lincoln, uh, the main actor who plays Rick in the series Walking Dead, is leaving the show. Um, Are you fucking joking? Be leaving. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you didn't know this, no? No. I oh, totally okay. missed that. <laughs> yeah, no. he's, he's leaving wow. the show. He'll be gone by, um, apparently, by episode six of the new season. He'll be out. Um, and they've also confirmed that... Uh, uh, Lauren Cohen is is leaving as well. Ah, uh, uh, the show. Oh wow, show's fucked. I'm sorry, but it's 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 Well, I was just the the reason why I was bringing it up because, like, again, I'm really sorry if you listen to us and you're a Walking Dead fan, but if you've been listening to us from the beginning, you know kind of how my thoughts have evolved on the show. Um, you know, but when we started doing this podcast, I think we were in kind of season four, I think. I think we were season four, season five. Yeah, uh, about that. Yeah, four or five we were in when we started, and um, I was kind of like you know still just about on board, but could kind of see the signs that this show was lagging. And then you know more recently, um, sort of throughout last year, I was I was kind of pretty much out and done with the show. I was like you know I don't feel this is really going anywhere. This story is going anywhere anymore. Um, they're just kind of repeating themselves over and over again in terms of plots and, and they've run out of ideas for the characters. Um, and now, you know, we, we get this news that the lead the lead actor is, is leaving the show. Um, and for me, it just kind of signs uh, the death knell, really. It sounds the, you know, the bell to let everybody know this ship is sinking, um, as you said, Alf. So I wanted to get like you guys' thoughts on that quickly because it is quite you know monumentous news because Andrew Lincoln has has been there from the beginning and he's very much the linchpin character for for that show. Um, you know, he, Rick is the main character of the Walking Dead story. For those of you familiar with the TV show and with the comics, you know it's it's all about Rick's journey um, and what he's been on, um, and that is coming to an end. Like in within you know a very short space of time, probably by the end of the year it will, it will be done and he will be out um do you think this the show can continue i mean alvin you pretty much said no so, so i guess that answers that um but, but rich add to my no though uh just yeah. quickly mm. um the reason because obviously i'll just say this and then obviously you can move on to rich um, mm. but the reason why is because a show like that has its pillars you know mm. what i mean and mm. certain characters are the pillars like glenn was a pillar maggie is definitely a pillar Rick's a pillar, Daryl's a pillar. I'd say Michonne is as well. Mm -hmm. Maybe Negan because you really like him, um, although he's he was uh, a bad guy or whatever or whatever. Um, but uh, but yeah, I think they're they're going to lose too many pillars, and when you lose too many pillars, the building's going to collapse. I don't think relying on like Daryl, uh, Negan, and Michonne will be will be enough uh, for the show. Mm. I really don't. Um, mm. 
I, yeah, I just, I just, I just don't know. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, they've offered Norman Reedus a massive contract. Oh, like, bad. <laughs> like literally the day after Andrew Lincoln said no, he's leaving. Yeah, they they literally the day after they offered him a huge contract. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know, but but Rich, um, what's your thoughts here, man? I mean, do you think this can? How long do you think the Walking Dead is going to last once he's got? Do you think it's gonna well? I mean, I'm I'm, or... I'm surprised the show's lasted this. I'm surprised the show's lasted this long. Anyway, to be fair, mm-hmm. um, and I think just it's not that it's a good show anymore. Like we said, it's it's just about fans, just you know, just being loyal to a show. Um, it depends. I mean, I, I I definitely hear what you're saying as well about the about it being you know their their linchpins, but what will happen is that what usually happens when this type of thing that does does occur in a tv show is that they always replace that person with somebody who is similar so i'm interested to see what i'm interested to see what who they're going to replace rick with because they are going to have to replace him that, that that's just a standard right that's number one and number two how he's going to depart from the show is is going to be interesting as well um and then well, well not just him but him um who was the was the girl's name who does lucy um um, Cohen Plagan, what's the name of it? Maggie? No, not Maggie. Yes, yeah, Maggie. Maggie yeah. Cohen, yeah. Yeah, Lauren Cohen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maggie. Yeah. Hold on. What's what's the what's the old woman called? The the, the Jamie Lee Curtis woman called the, the gilf Carol. Carol. Yeah. I listen. Carol's naughty, bro. That grey <laughs> hair. But anyway, <laughs> listen. Carol's naughty, bro. <laughs> she looks like a, a younger Jamie Lee Curtis. She's naughty with that short hair. But anyway, anyway. But um. <laughs> But um, yeah, but I, I think, or, or let's put this way, maybe this is what the show has needed. Because one of the things that we have been saying for what, what, what season is this? The season that just ended is season seven, yeah? For uh, Walking Dead. Is that, I think um, it's eight, actually. Yeah, look at that. We don't, we don't even know, right? Yeah, but we've been basically I've, I've been saying. Track, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like so, okay. Let, you know, just 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 for like you know, for whatever sake, let's just say it is season eight, right? So at least for the for the, the last four to five seasons, we've been saying how the like the the one of the reasons why the show has been dragging is because we know certain characters are are, are not going to get killed. Like you know, you know, fans have gone online and already said things such as like you know, if Daryl gets killed, we're going to boycott the show. So so maybe this is needed. Maybe this is a kicking ass and and a nice little. You know, shake up to you know to to the system that will maybe kickstart the show again, and maybe make make everybody believe that everybody is expendable. Maybe, that's it. I mean, one of the things as well is that people that are reading the Walking Dead comic book, they kind of know what's happened. They, they kind of know what's going to happen because they do kind of run side by side. Getting rid of Rick right now, and let's say people that have started reading reading the comic book because of the TV show, and that comic book still has Rick in it. Now nobody knows what's going on. All bets are fucking off. So maybe it's a good thing. I mean, I, I think basically the reason why we're being kind of hard is just literally for the fact that the last few seasons have just been so shit. But, um, you know, th- th- it's a last-ditch ap- last attempt to, you know, to save a flagging show, I reckon, mm. um, which I'm not sure if that's their, I'm not sure if that's what they've actually been aiming for, but maybe this is what they need. Maybe they need to be backed into a corner and to reevaluate all of their, you know, all of their options and, and try to make the best of a, of a bad situation. Hmm. Yeah, fair point. Fair point. Yeah, I guess we'll see how things unfold with the the Walking Dead. But listeners, if you're a fan of the Walking Dead, um, you know how, how are you feeling right now? Do you, are you worried about the future of the show? 
um you know are you going to keep watching or are you going to give up once rick is gone um let us know man uh we, you'll find out how to get in touch with us at the end of the show if you're listening but let's move on um this week we got a couple of new trailers out um we've picked out two that we'll talk about briefly as well um we won't do a full trailer breakdown on on these we'll probably have to save that for another time but um these are, are, are kind of two new trailers that we got this week that really kind of stood out to me um first one that i wanted to talk about you guys to talk about with you guys is bumblebee um i kind of like the trailer now this is and and bear in mind this is coming from me this is coming listeners as you know i've i've since this podcast has started all i've done is shit on the transformers franchise <laughs> i hate it i really hate it like i i despise it now because of what they've done with the the transformers because of how they've they've chosen to to take those characters and turn them into fucking oh, just god knows what I, I mean i don't even know what they were thinking or, or were they thinking i don't think they were thinking um but anyway you know as you know i'm, I'm not the biggest transformers fan here at, at wulong talks but this bumblebee trailer i'm gonna say has has quietly kind of restored a, a tiny bit of faith um maybe that's because it, the franchise as a whole has just hit so far rock bottom that any you know the only way is up and any kind of thing that that looks competent is enough to 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 kind of get me back on board i i, I don't know but i i liked this trailer because it felt different it didn't feel like what we've got so far from um the paramount transformers movies this felt a, lo a little bit more um how, i don't know how best to put it. i guess I, I mean alvin you you summed it up really well um I, I think on your instagram so i mean i'm gonna pass the ball to you to to kind of sum up how you saw it but um you mentioned short circuit and kind of how like it, it felt a bit like short circuit so yeah um if you can elaborate on that a little yeah. bit so pretty much it, it's i can tell that the movie in a weird way yeah it's gonna have action in it and all that kind of stuff but it's gonna have some form of heart i don't think the transformers movies any of them so far have had any kind of real heart it's just been a story about robots fighting and that's it whereas this it seems like there's a genuine bond between Haley steinfield's character and uh and bumblebee and obviously there's going to be a bit of a relationship and like you know, her teaching Bumblebee how to do things and this, that, and the other. So that's, I get the real short circuit vibes from that. And also the fact that obviously the military is going to be like chasing Bumblebee and stuff like that, just like what happened to Johnny Five in short circuit. Um, so, so yeah, it's got a, a real nice vibe about it. Also the fact that it's set in the eighties as well. Um, and that this is a smaller Transformers movie. Mm. It's not going to suffer from the same things. So it's like, because you know how you get your big Marvel movies, and mm. then you also get your smaller movies like, say, Ant-Man, stuff like that. I think this is the Transformers finally just doing that, where we'll probably see a few different Transformers. There will probably be a fight, but it's not like, oh, God, look, Cybertron's returning. It's mm. coming to, and all that kind of weirdness, and like buildings collapsing. No, this is, I think it's literally going to be a weird little relationship between like a girl and her, uh, her robot car. Mm. Mm. And I'm, I'm actually gutted that the in the in the trailer it didn't say something like meet such and such. She's about to discover that her car 
is a robot in disguise. I'm mm. surprised they didn't do that. They yeah. should have done that. That would have yeah. been wicked. That, that is a missed opportunity, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, you, you're absolutely like kind of right. I mean, you, you pretty much summed up how I, how I felt about it. I loved like the the AT setting for this. I'm I'm glad that they've kind of gone back and they've really gone back with it. Um, I think that makes a lot of sense um, in terms of of kind of because the Transformers are, are very much a, a child of the 80s in terms of the, the TV show and, and um, you know, the toys and things like that. Um, you're you're cashing in on, on, on the nostalgia for that, but you're also tapping into that kind of innocence of, of that era as well. Um, and as you said, you know, there's there's heart from the trader and it seems like there's going to be a little bit of attention paid to the relationship between um Haley Stansfield and, and Bumblebee and I, I I like that. Um also we got a look at Starscream as well and he looks like a bit like Starscream from the cartoon and I was like oh my god they actually like made him look a little bit like Starscream from the cartoon they didn't just get a random robot and go your name is uh Bone Crusher. <laughs> like, Hold on, but that's not Bone Crusher. Yeah I don't care like but his name is Bone Crusher. But no they've actually like paid some attention to the original cartoons another thing that makes me positive about this is um travis knight being involved um because of the work that he's done with kubo and the two strings and with paranorman and you know the whole stuff that they do at like a studios um you know the the movies that they've put out have have really been quite offbeat and off the wall but always have heart at, at, the, at the at the center of them and it seems like maybe that's what bumblebee is is going for um rich did you check out the Bumblebee trailer and did you uh, have any thoughts on it and where the Transformers franchise is going? Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I'm, I'm proud to say that I have never watched Transformers movie in them, um, in the, in the cinema. So, um, but yeah, but I've, but I've, I have seen them. I think that the last one I've, I've got about halfway through, um, and guiltily enjoyed it, but, but I haven't finished it. Um, but this one, I, I, I generally, um, I, I'm, I'm intrigued. I like, like you said, once again, like yourself, um, and like Alvin said, I'm happy that it's gone back. I, I like this AT setting. Um, and like I was talking to Alvin earlier, and I was like, not only does it fit more with what we know as Transformers, anyway, and I think even people who maybe came into the Transformers franchise when the film series started, it was still quite very different to to what they what to to what it was that they were shown on TV before the films came out. This one feels like, like, um, like I've been said earlier to my to me on the phone. It feels like Generation One, mm. like the color schemes, like even like Starscream looks like Starscream. Mm. But then the other thing that I liked as well is that did you notice that um, when they were transforming from let's say from let's say from car to robot or well from vehicle to robot or from robot to vehicle, it wasn't as intricate. Well, they, I don't know if something that is. They say, also, say? Um, another thing, no, you've just reminded me. There's a um, yeah. in scene in the trailer where um, Bumblebee first transforms in front of her. Um, they actually yeah. used the original transforming noise more often than they did in the previous Transformers movies. Yeah. In the previous Transformers yeah. movies, Michael Bay, I think, did it once. And it was basically yeah. fan service. It was like, look, I've put your stupid noise in. Now watch <laughs> as I do a yeah. slow-mo transformation for two minutes of this robot. Yeah. Lots of different intricate poses as it builds itself up. And we're like, nobody cares yeah. about this shit. We're not mathematicians. We don't want to see parts mm. here, there, and everywhere. Just show us the transformation and get it done. 
with this one, what they actually did is they did that. They, like you, as you were saying, it's less intricate. They're not that bothered about kind of showing you lots of different little blocks moving three degrees to the left yeah. and three degrees to the right. They don't care. They just want to show you, look, this thing is transforming. And by the way, mm. that sound, you probably remember that sound, don't you? Yeah, that's the sound from the TV show because we like you fans. We like, we like the fact that you like this show and we want you to come see the movie. So here, we're going to put this in for you. I like that kind of thing. So sorry, go on, carry on. Mm. Yeah, no, no. So, so, so I, I really like that, that even though they've scaled it, they've made it look simpler. They've, I mean, they've still kept it intricate somewhat, so to speak. But mm, mm, I remember like, yeah. I remember we've spoken, we've spoken before about when you go back and you watch Transformers, the cartoon, and you see them transform from like car or like, like I said, from vehicle to robot or from robot to vehicle. And it just defies physics. Mm. Like Megatron is like, you know, like, an, a, we'll say like, let's say like a 12 foot size robot or even bigger. And then he transforms into a little gun. Like, like, like it doesn't make sense. Or, or like, you know, like when Optimus changes into a truck and is like, wait a minute, like, where does your, where do your arms go? It, it doesn't make sense. You were this big. Now you're like a car. Like, I like that they've kept that simplicity to it, but then try to add it into like, into the real world. Mm. But then, like I said, don't overcomplicate for that alone. I'm happy. Mm. And, and the color scheme, like I said, so like seeing Bumblebee and seeing, and seeing Starscream, they look like the transformers that I grew up with. So I'm I'm sold on that on sold on that on that end. Um, Haley Steinfeld. I don't know enough about her as of yet to be like I'm really excited that she's in it. Um, I know she's been on like isn't she from like one of them Disney programs or one of those Disney programs? Is she is she from one of those things? Uh, she was in Ender's I don't know, I'm Day. Old. Yeah, she was in Ender's Day. Yes, Bridges oh. film as well, ages hmm. ago, when she was a cow, a little cowgirl with a bounty hunter in like the wild, wild west. Oh yeah, yeah. She in that True Grit. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Yeah, she was in that. She was in a. Uh, she's in True Grit. Okay. Pitch Perfect. Yeah, one. she's in Pitch Perfect three. She was really good in 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 um, True Grit, actually. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, all right. Okay. I mean, like I said, I don't know. I've only seen her in Pitch Perfect three. Um. And she was okay in that. That doesn't really, you know, say, "Hey, Haley Steinfeld, I'm definitely going to see it now." So right Let's now, the only thing that's making me want to see it any worse than Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, I mean, basically, and all listen, she has to do is be better yeah. than. Oh my God! Something terrible is happening to me. Let me pull a funny face, Shia LaBeouf. Like that's <laughs> all she has to do. That the bar is not set high. So as long as she okay, can be the, but... competent, yeah. One foot in front of the other when she's supposed to, emote when she's supposed mm. to, and convinces yeah. that she has a relationship with Bumblebee. That's it. And from that trailer, that's true. That you look... So yeah, that's all we need. You know, that that's all we need. We don't really need uh, anything too more too complicated or anything kind of like, yeah, let's give her this complex backstory about this and that. No, nah, man, we don't need it. We never got that mm. in the TV show. We don't need it now. Just as no, no, no! I'm not saying that we need that. I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying about her acting. I like. I'll just. No, the reason why I reserve my judgment, and I know that Michael Bay's got nothing to do with this, but we've had five Transformers films, and everybody and nobody in that film can act. Like, I think the best actor in the, the in out of those five Transformers films is that little dog, that that Charlotte Booth's family owns. <laughs> yeah, they, that that was the best actor in it. So I understand that Haley Steinfeld had like the bar hasn't been set very high. But then there's five films where this bar hasn't been set very high with different people. Like John Turturro in it is like, he's like shit. Yeah, but like they, you've got really good actors. You've got good actors in it and you're making them act shit. Like what's going on? That's a, yeah, that's a but, skill. 
But what's, <laughs> what's the one common factor in front of all of those five films? Well, check fair enough, Michael Bay. Exactly. He's gone. So <laughs> that's the reason why I'm I'm mm-hmm. he's gone. Yeah. He's not there anymore. He's not writing, yeah. he's not producing, nothing. He's done. He's out. Yeah, so fair once enough. He's out of and, the you, way and, you... and there's someone else in there, I feel like, okay, we've got an opportunity to see something different now. So Yeah. And he did and you did mention that the people who were who were in charge of Kubo and the two strings and Paranorman. Um, well, are, are basically in you know headlining this and yeah, Kubo yeah. and the Two Strings is, is actually Kubo and the Two Strings is one of my favorite animated um, films, mm. like in general. So like just that alone has instilled a bit of hope in me. So um, seeing what's seeing John Cena in it, ugh, man. You saw we'll John see. Cena. I mean, it's John Cena. Yeah, John Cena. Yeah. <laughs> you can't see. Um, but then in saying that, but in, in, in saying, I mean, like, I haven't seen John Cena in a serious role. I will say one thing though: his his ability, but his his comedic timing is pretty fucking good. Um, I think I saw him in that film, one of that some Amy Schumer film, and he was really good in that. Like, you know, he was as good as um, oh, Chris Hemsworth. It was a train wreck. Yeah, yeah, yeah he was. Yeah. He was as good as Chris. He was good. As, yeah, he was as good as Chris Hemsworth was in in the Ghostbusters reboot. Mm. So, 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 so. I mean, so that's something to look forward to. But I, I saw him as he was just in the like, army teagues or like you know some like he's part of the army. So, is it going to be more of a serious role? Um, I don't know. We'll see. But I mean, is is interesting. I, I like this. Let's put it this way: this trailer looks better so far than all the Transformers movies put together. So, mm. that's a good thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it does. It, it just straight up looks better. So, mm. yeah, I mean, let us know what you think, listeners. I mean, are you fans of the original Transformers franchise? Um, are you fans of Michael Bay's movies? Um, does this look too different for you, for you to get on board? Um, let us know what you think. Um, okay, so let's move on to the second trailer, which was uh, the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse uh, animated movie. We got the the full trailer. Now, we, we um, did talk a little bit about the teaser trailer when that first came out, um, but we've got a full trailer today, and I'm just so happy with what we got. I, I think it's ticked just about every kind of Spider-Man box I had in my head in terms of what I would have wanted from uh, a Spider-Man movie and a Spider-Man animated movie, and... Um, yeah, I, I love it, man. I really do love it. Um, boys, how about you? I mean, like, Rich, you, you watched it just recently. Um, are you excited for the movie? Are you kind of looking forward to entering the, the Spider-Verse? And, and also, what does that mean? I mean, for, for people who don't know, you know, what's the Spider-Verse? Um, because it, it's been mentioned in comic books before, but, you know, a lot of people coming to these movies now d- don't read the comic books. So, could you just tell us a little bit about what the Spider-Verse actually is? Yeah, so basically the, the Spider-Verse is, is essentially is that it's just a different, it's the multiverse for 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 um for the Spider-Man. So you've got obviously we've got like 616, which is Peter Parker, and then obviously like I would be able to tell you what oh it's the ultimate universe that um Mars Morales comes from. What's the number that 1610? one six one zero yeah yeah one six one zero yeah 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 so like so basically that that's what the spider-verse is so each universe has its own um has its own spider-man or spider hero should i say um it's weird because like it it does delve into there's quite a lot of history behind it and it's and it's something that 
kind of go, becomes quite spiritual, which is a storyline that um, J. Michael Straczynski started quite a few years ago. But the reason why I liked it is because there was a there was a um, a storyline called called Spider Verse. I think it was about two years ago, and what they did is that they basically included every single Spider Man iteration that you've ever seen or heard. So that included like anything that you'd seen on TV, anything that you'd read, um, posters, TV shows, films. So basically, Tobey Maguire's Spider Man um, in in the films was actually a universe. Um, uh, what's it called? Uh, Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends, which is a Spider-Man cartoon from the 80s, was a Spider-Man universe. There was a Spider-Man manga TV show, I think from the 70s and 80s. That was a, that was a, that was Spider-Verse as well. So I'm interested to see where they're going to go this, which I think they might. I mean, you do see um, Spider-Gwen at the end of it, which actually got me quite excited because that means that basically there's there might actually just be them just time hopping and traveling throughout the Spider-Verse. Um, this also isn't the first time that it's been done. The, um, in the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon, which was used to be on Fox, was it on Fox or Disney? Oh. Sorry, Disney XD. Mm. Yeah, Disney XD. There was a five-part um, story called, I think, called in, Into the Spider-Verse, and this, and basically, it was the same thing with our, um, Peter Parker, basically traveling to each different universe, um, and you know, chasing the Green Goblin. And um, and in one episode he ends up fighting with Spider-Man 2099. In another episode he meets um Spider-Man Noir. And then this storyline in the cartoon also tied into the uh, into the Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, which I was talking about. And it tied into an Android and Apple game, which is called Spider, which is called Spider-Man Unlimited. So I like the fact that they were just trying to include everybody. So some people who might just have an Android game and just be like, oh, this looks like a decent game. It's Spider-Man. And it might pique their interest and they might look here and say, oh, well, I can read this or I can go and watch this. So, so that, that was interesting. Um, so I just really hope that they really do give it, give the storyline the justice it deserves because it's easily one of the best Spider-Man storylines for me that has, been that has been written in the past few years. Um, so yeah, this, but the trailer, the trailer was awesome. Um, the the animations, the st the animation style of it slightly gives me epilepsy, but I, I think I might be able to get over that. But um, yeah, I'm I'm happy with it. The portrayal of Peter Parker still being a Peter Parker that we love and you know that that we love, um, that he's always kind of like down in his luck, but he's still striving to be that every man hero. That's amazing. Um, seeing the relationship between Miles Morales and his father which i don't want to make it a thing but once again it's a person of color who is shown in a positive light you know so you know but we can delve into that once everyone's made, once everyone's made their own comments but I, i'm really impressed with, with the trailer i'm happy with it and i can't wait till christmas cool yeah same here um alvin i know you're a big fan of of miles so um yeah man what's your thoughts on the, the trailer are you excited as well yeah, they've made kind of quite a few changes to uh, to Miles uh, and his family, like his dad in in the comics, isn't isn't a cop. Uh, he worked with Shield at one point, but I like the fact that they kept that he has kind of like a slight dislike of uh, of people with superhuman powers. Um, I thought that was consistent. I also like the fact that they have kind of given Miles more of a personality. I mean, maybe it's just because it's animation that it feels that way. Um, but if you do read some of the comics, you don't get a really good sense as to kind of who Miles is in his private life. You get to see kind of like 
more who he is when he's in the costume. Um, so I think they've like including like the father son relationship and all that kind of thing is really good. Um, I also think they've borrowed a little bit from Bendis's uh, Spider Man uh, miniseries. I think it was a five issue miniseries as well, mm. in which uh, Peter. Uh, well, he doesn't quite tra- train Miles, but 616 Peter meets 1610 uh, Miles Morales, and they have to kind of team up. So it kind of reminded me of that a little bit. There's definitely some influence from that in there. And uh, just, yeah, overall, it was as good as what I was, what I reacted like with the previous trailer. Like, I didn't even know this trailer was coming in again. I saw it, and I was just like, holy crap. There's like, it's just so vibrant and just like dope things going on. And I'm glad that we're seeing kind of like, a, a version of Miles's origin, because we know Peter's. It's like seeing Batman's origin. We've seen it a million times. You, mm. We we don't really need like a film, an animated film of Peter Parker going through that thing again, because we've we've already seen it. We already know it. You can say it in one sentence, and and we're good to go. Whereas this is going to be like totally brand new. We're having Peter train Miles. You've also got Spider Gwen thrown in there as well. Um, so obviously he they must have met each other like when he's traversing like through the universe at some point or universes even at some point because i don't think she's from the same universe as uh as miles but either way like i like the animation looks insane like i, I reckon it's going to be an attack on the senses and like all the kind of like comic booky kind of like a car screeches and you see screech at the bottom of the wheels and all that kind of business i think all that stuff is going to be mint and and i think it's just going to be like like nothing we've seen before. Mm. Yeah, that's what I love, man. The animation style really, really does look quite unique. So, um, yeah, definitely down for that one. Um, right, we're going to have to move on because we're, we're running out of time. I know you wanted to come back on, on that, Rich, but um, we'll save it. We'll save it for when the movie comes out. When the movie comes out, we'll do our, our usual um, our, our usual breakdown and we'll get into all the, the, the nitty-gritty from there. But um, yeah, I, I said we are pressed for time tonight, so we're we're going to try and get through this as quickly as possible. Um, here's something though that's just come up on my news feed that um, you, we don't have to spend a lot of time talking about this because frankly, this is nonsense. Um, but I'm just going to bring this up to you two both because it's just come up. So, listeners, you may be aware that um, yesterday there was an announcement made that. Um, Jared Leto was going to get his own um, Suicide Squad spin-off movie that focuses uh, specifically on his his version of the Joker. Well, guess what? There's going to be another Joker movie. We've just got an announcement here from Deadline claiming that um, Warner Brothers are also putting in motion another Joker movie, which is going to be starring Joaquin Phoenix um, and is going to be directed by Todd Phillips. Um, their explanation or deadlines explanation is from what they've been told is that it will be under a different DC origin cinematic banner. And that's a quote from their source who who told them about this. Um, Listen, it it feels like all we we do on this podcast is is bash Warner Brothers and DC, but they just make it easy. They they make it easy to bash them because they do nonsense like this. Um, Rich, you, <laughs> do you want to um, <laughs> give your thoughts on on this news? <laughs> yeah, hold on. Ah, 
I just got attacked by a cat again. <laughs> if you just heard, uh, hey, if you just heard, if you just heard me say Jesus, it's literally because the cat has just grabbed the cords of my headphones, and when I tried to take it off, it it bit my finger. <laughs> like, well, he bit my finger. Should I say stop? Stop! Hey, wait, wait, no, no. Oh, okay, lads, sorry, you have to come back to me. Okay, no, he's good. Just take him out of the room, man. I'm scared, bro. <laughs> um, w- 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 once again, um, Warner Brothers. Once again, Warner Brothers are just proving to everybody that they don't know their dick from their elbow. <laughs> like it's like they're gonna make another joke of. They're gonna make another. So hold on, so wait. <laughs> so they're gonna make a film. <laughs> so they're gonna make a film. It don't make that, no sense, does it? So they're gonna make a film. That's based on the Joker, but it's going to be set in like a different universe in the DC universe, right? So apparently, so, what we're getting is um, Jared Leto's Joker film is going to be yeah. a spin-off from Suicide Squad. So it will be his Joker set in that continuity, and then there's going to be another Joker yeah. film, which is going to be made by Todd Phillips with Joaquin Phoenix playing the Joker. That's going to be set in the '80s, and is going to be a completely yeah. different. Um, a uh, completely different universe, basically a completely different continuity from uh, the DC. Wow! So wait, hold on, because I didn't get that. So there's basically there's going to be two Joker films that come out. Okay, you know what? I generally unrelated to each yeah. other, probably different yeah, yeah. takes on on the character of the Joker, and probably yeah. neither film will feature Batman. So it's like, what's the point? <laughs> what, you know what? What's the point? I I I generally I actually pray to the gods of the comic world that would be Stan Lee and Jack Kirby, right? And uh, or not, you know what? Forget those guys. Let's go straight to the source. Bob Kane, Bill Finger, yeah. Those guys. I j- I hope and I pray that these Joker films flop. You know the reason why? Because once again, I can't see how this idea alone is even a good idea. Let alone how it got greenlit. You're, you 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 want to make two spin-off films based off of uh, a franchise that hasn't even been able to keep itself afloat anyway to me that's just nonsense that that that's just money spinning and the reason why i'm getting a bit irate about it and a bit upset is because once again if you're not careful this is what's going to happen this is what's going to cause the demise of this particular film genre that we all love and enjoy it's the same thing that happened with batman and robin like it, you, you had one film which nearly collapsed the whole freaking genre like, why would you even, why would you even like headline this? Don't get me wrong. I'm not even saying that the people that they've chosen aren't good actors. Joaquin Phoenix is a good actor. Jared Leto, I actually didn't mind his Joker. But then at the same time, concentrate on the matter at hand. Stop trying to like, just come out with all these stories. And or, or like, you you know, you've got a really, you've got a saying that you enjoy using, um, which is like, stop taking pieces of shit and throwing it against the wall and see which one sticks. Like, is it's just a waste of our time to me that's that's the most ridiculous idea i've ever heard mm. that's the, that's the most yeah that that tops five transformers movies i swear <laughs> to god like it's no it's, it's a joke <laughs> jesus christ yeah it's insane it's insane alvin um what's your thoughts man <laughs> yeah i don't get it that's fucking that's so confusing <laughs> does the joker really deserve a kind of whole movie backstory like i don't think anyone's really cared that much you know what i mean like we saw a joker origin well a version of it in uh 
1989, Tim Burton. That's all that's needed. Like, there's there's mm. nothing more. I don't. Why would you want to do a whole two hours? Well, with it possibly ending with him becoming the Joker, or halfway through. What's the point in Joker without Batman? Like, I don't know. Do you, do you, I tell you what. Do you though, think this is cashing? I, I tell you what. Yeah, of course. With there's only, there's only no, 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 but no, 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 no. But I mean. No, but I mean, the cashing as in like, do you think that they're looking at this franchise that they have and they're like, Jesus, like, what's, what's, what's the one thing that we can definitely all agree on that all the fans agree on that they'd love seeing no. even as even as much as or more than Batman no. and Joker? No, the only, no okay, no, the only, no, 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 but the only, no, but the only reason I'm saying that is because the way how people go on about Heath Ledger's portrayal of the Joker, That's they're Heath, just like, well, fuck Jared it. Jared Leto, everyone pretty much hated his Joker. Hmm. A lot yeah, of but it, yeah, but now they're okay. But then well, I wouldn't want to see a but then, yeah, the, his Joker in it. Or yeah, but then they've decided to make a second movie. So, so, so there must be there must be yeah, basing off. So, there must be something that they're basing off. There must be based no, on something. So I reckon no, they must be going back to be like that. Warner Brothers don't have a fucking clue when it comes to comics. We know that already. You know what I mean? There's no yeah. based off statistics or anything like that. You're thinking logically. That's not what Warner Brothers are doing right now. With no, 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 no. But I'm, I'm not trying to put numbers to it. I'm just, I'm just saying I can no, imagine no, no, like, no. oh, I'm just what do you think is the best logic. thing to come out? Yeah, yeah. You're putting, you're, mm. you're using common sense and saying, oh, well, if that was me, or uh, it would be, there'd be a reason as to why we made that decision. Da, da, da. You're giving him too much benefit of the doubt. They didn't even think of that. <laughs> I'm not even, I'm not being snide, but they, they literally, I don't. Uh, the fact that it's two movies, and there's two different actors playing different versions of the same thing. I don't know how different that can be or how interesting it can be. I mean, if you know kind of like the original origins of Joker from like the comics, it's actually quite a depressing story. It's not necessarily one that you'd want to see in, um, in a film. You'd want to see bits of it. You know what I mean? If they're going to do the whole original Red Hood thing and the Red Hood gang and all that, then yeah, maybe. But do I need a whole fucking film of that twice? No, possibly. No, I barely need it once. No. To be honest, I need one flashback scene in Ben Affleck's Batman movie of that first night where they first met or whatever, and he becomes the Joker, or if he's the Joker beforehand, whatever. All I need is like a, a 10 minute flashback, if that. I don't need anything more because all I need to know is the Joker's crazy, his skin's fucked up, or he's got paint on his face, depending on which one you want to go for. And he likes mm. to fucking commit murders. That's all I fucking need. And he's a psychopath. That's all I need for the Joker. Joker's one of the most simple kind of villains there are. In the same way that Superman's one of the most simple heroes. Came to Earth from a planet with a red sun. Fucking he's Superman. He's strong. That's it. Done. There's, there's no reason to fucking linger. I don't know what <clears throat> what it is. that, to, to be honest, Rich, there's a motivated Warner Brothers. I, I don't know. Um, I... <sighs> As we know, you know, there's not a lot of coordination or joined up thinking that goes on over there. Um, and we see that time and time again with the decisions that they make and, and the things that they they decide to do with these DC properties. But, you know, if you're a DC fan, this must be like just depressing for you because like you're it's like time and again, the, the, the people that you're trusting to to kind of deliver the thing that you want they're just not listening to you they're, they're doing the opposite and going nope nope what, what's that you want oh, uh, you, you want a, co a coherent story with 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 characters that have a simple background 
that anybody can no we're not doing that no no we're this guy Zack snyder wants to do this whole dark thing that he's told us about we're doing that you know and it just it, it, they just won't listen they won't listen to their fans they won't listen to to anybody um and the only way that they will listen is is when the the movies start crashing and, and burning and you know it happened to justice league um I don't know if that's going to happen with Aquaman. I, I, I hope part of me hopes it doesn't because I want James Wan to do well with with Aquaman. I think he's a fantastic director, and I'm really looking forward to that. Um, but you know, we don't. You're you're kind of running out of hope when they keep making these decisions. Like it, it's just it doesn't. It's hard to see where we're supposed to go after all of this. So I I, I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, let's let's move on from that, man. We're en- enough of that depressing shit, man. The Water Brothers can keep fucking around for as long as they they will. I suppose it'll give us something to talk about for the next couple of podcasts going forward, anyway. But um, mm. yeah, it said listeners, you know, it's our fiftieth episode this week. Um, we're really pleased to have got to the number fifty, and I said it's been a long ass road to for us to get here, man. Um, we hope that you've enjoyed the ride while you've been with us. Uh, guys, what's been the kind of your favorite episodes that we've done so far? I mean, I can think of a couple, um, but I wanted to hear you because I've, I've, I don't think I've ever asked you guys this question. So, you know, what, what have you enjoyed the, the most of, of the episodes that we've done so far? Um, and Richie, you could go first. Uh, I think one of them would be when, when we interviewed Jeff from Kung Fu Driving, was it Kung Fu Driving podcast? Mm. Like, you, you know, like, I mean, Jay, I mean, Alvin, you went on that show, but before we, before we, you know, listeners, before we go in air, we, we talked for about 15 minutes, like half an hour, 15 minutes, whatever, just to, just to, just, you know, just to catch up and just to loosen lips a little bit, right? But we had Jeff on, you know, before we went on live. And I just kept on fanboy. I just kept on fanboying, man. Like it, it was, it was just awesome. Like, like I, that was one of my favorite episodes of just speaking to another person who I, I listen to as well, and has the same love for a particular genre of film that I do. And like, like you know, like you said, like in, you know, like we said we were recording. Like I could talk. I could have spoken. I could have done that podcast all night. Like literally, you know. So that's probably that's probably been one of the highlights. I'm sure there's a couple of others, but obviously, we, we, if we can go around, then do whatever. But that's that's been one of my favorite ones. Mm. Yeah, man. Shout out to Jeff. Um, Jeff is is the host of the Kung Fu Driving podcast, as Rich said. Um, definitely go and check him out, man. His his show is awesome. He he covers uh, kung fu movies, martial arts movies, martial arts cinema, um, and we got the opportunity to sit down and and just kind of fan out basically like fanboy out as, as, as a group um over the kind of movies that we love and stuff and it was awesome man <laughs> it really was amazing uh, if you haven't heard that episode i don't know why you haven't um but it's a bonus edition episode and it's volume six um and you'll find it uh wherever you find this podcast so just make sure you look down the list and you'll look for bonus edition volume six and you'll see it there um alf how about you man has there been any episodes that you've enjoyed more than others yeah, um, the episode I enjoyed more than others are the ones in which uh, Richard does some rustling. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think back and remember where where exactly do you remember what episode it was that we christened him the rustling kid? I can't remember, you know. It'll be a few episodes um, in because it, yeah, it, it was the consistency of it. 
it, it was a while back, wasn't it? It was a while back. But oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is this is ages. This is ages yeah, now. Yeah, it's a long, long time ago. But yeah, man, <laughs> definitely go back and have a listen to some of those. This because those are, those are funny. <laughs> those are very funny. Um, I think the ones that I like the most was probably the episodes where we got to kind of speak about ourselves, really. Um, <clears throat> because you know, obviously, the the people who are listening to us don't know us bar from listening to the podcast so um it was good to get the opportunity for for people to hear kind of our stories and and where we came from and the kind of things that we like and all of that you know that was really really fun um so listeners if you do want to check out some of those um you can listen to episode 15 which is uh richard's episode it's all about rich reviews it's called and that's episode number 15 um that one you can find out a little bit about the wrestling kid um that may well be where that that phrase was born actually so yeah it might be worth going back and listening to that one um and then we spoke to alvin in the next one um which is episode 16 and it's all about the man geek that one's called um that one's worth listening to as well um and if you want to find out a bit about me then i'm the one after episode 17 um but yeah those were fun episodes for me man i really i really enjoyed that um and I think the episode I, I liked the most, aside from that as well, um, probably thinking about it, was um, our interview with uh, Maria Lewis. That one I really enjoyed. Oh, yeah. Um, because, yeah, yeah. You know, Maria had a lot of interesting things to say about um, her experiences because of um, the fact that she's a writer and she's also a journalist as well. Um, you know, so she talks a lot about kind of her experience in, in those kind of fields and um, what she's kind of gained from her life experience and how she transfers that to her writing. Um, you know, that's been really, really fascinating for me on, on one level. So um, that's been a lot of fun. Um, and she's and our the... peoples as well, man. She's our peoples, man. Yeah, 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 for sure. For sure. Yeah, yeah it's, just like talk, it's just like talking to a friend with Romero as well, man. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. And then um, on the flip side of that, the the one that I've, I think I laughed at the most um, <laughs> was probably uh, it was probably when we did our Infinity War, like part one and two, actually. Um, just having all the guys there, that was hilarious at certain points as well. Like because um, on those ones, listeners, we had um, like a roundtable discussion where we um, broke down kind of Avengers: Infinity War, and we talked about you know what we liked and what we think is is coming for the marvel cinematic marvel cinematic universe and and all of that kind of stuff um and we had some special guests with us as well we had nigel from my Amada join us um and we had mr o as well join us the novelist and the mcu super fan um and yeah it was just funny man it was just really funny and just really fun to to kind of sit down and just chat about all this stuff with fans um with fellow fans you know so yeah, man, those were really definitely some of the um, the the favorites for me. You know, I really really enjoyed. Mm. Um, uh, I thought I thought you were gonna say the episode where we had a guest, and that guest just went off on one. Oh, <laughs> 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 that, that was weird. yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was the weirdest. One. Yeah, no, we <laughs> that's definitely the weirdest one. Um. But yeah, no, and like those are, are some of the episodes that I really, really kind of loved and, and stuff. So, listeners, go and check some of those out, man. I mean, as I said, wherever you've found this, you'll you'll find those episodes. We've given you the names as well. So, um, 
if you're on iTunes, you can find them all on iTunes. If you're on SoundCloud, they they should all be in order as well. So you can go back and check out some of the older ones as well. Um, yeah, man, they, they, they've been amazing. Really, really amazing. And, and the whole experience has been amazing. So chaps, well done um, to you on, on 50. Thanks for, you know, being there and, and being a part of it all. It's, it's been a great experience. And um, here's to 50 more, huh? It's 50 more plus, if that makes sense. I guess you'd be like, I'm not, I'm not good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's quick. Hey, it's quick, quick maths in it. Quick, quick maths. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, before we, we kind of get to like the end of the show and the shout outs, because there's a few shout outs I want to do as well, um, we've got a special segment for you here. Um, Rich is going to be doing pitches for you coming up with uh, the Wheel on Talks podcast. So he's going to pitch some different ideas for, for different things that he'd like to see, whether that be a TV show, a movie, or a video game. Um, and we're calling it Dick's Pitch because um, I like the name. So, yeah, <laughs> that's what it is. So Rich is going to um, pitch us a, an idea for a TV show this week. So, um, Rich, what you got in mind, and me and Alvin will we'll tell you what we think of it. So Alvin, me and you will we'll have a listen in and We'll um we'll trash it as we usually cool. do, but no joking. <laughs> but Rich, yeah, go ahead, man. Let people know what what your pitch is about. Okay, so this week my pitch is for the Assassin's Creed TV show, not the Assassin's Creed movie that came out. Which I have to admit, I was actually a, a majority fan of it. Um, and I'm I'm not essentially a player of the games, but I do like the the legend and the lore behind the games that have you know that have been going on for what 10 years plus now um so basically what i've said is this instead of trying to condense quite a, a heavy story into just one film which is the mistake i think they made with the assassin's creed film i'd say basically make it a series and have each series let's say can be let's say let's just say 12 episodes and before each series begins there's going to be a standalone episode that will basically be based in our real in basically in our present in our time uh in which you've got the whole you know scientific part of the of the animus and basically you know them sending let's say an agent back in time to try and you know do whatever they need to do uh, and then basically each series will basically start off with one basically um the repercussions of what happened in the last season uh have it shown an effect of what happens in our time that's that's the first thing now each season will be based in a different time period as well and each season might not necessarily even follow an assassin. It actually might follow the Knights Templar as well. Um, and now the reason that how I got to this is one of my favorite TV shows of all time was, uh, was Quantum Leap. And it was basically about a man who basically jumps from uh, body to body in different time periods and has to do something good um, in order to affect the future or to affect the past to, uh, you know, j just to make a difference. Uh, one of my favorite episodes for or a couple of my favorite episodes from that series as a whole is where they you actually see Sam Beckett and his uh, companion Al face off against other leapers. So I always found that thing interesting that he wasn't the only person that was able to do this. And that, they actually do touch upon it in the last episode of the show where you see other leapers basically leaping throughout time as well, trying to make a difference. So I thought that would be a nice a nice opener or basically something different that can be brought to the franchise 
uh, and try and open up the whole universe so that other pe- it will be easier for other people to come in and enjoy as well. The other thing I was actually going to say as well is that the TV show should be linked into the computer game. I think that would be a nice little tie-in as well, which is something that they did try and mention in the film, but they didn't 100% commit. And I think that's one of the failings of the film uh, as, you know, you know, one of the things that the film did wrong. So uh, that's my pitch for the Assassin's Creed TV show. Okay. So <clears throat> in terms of like the the plot of, of, of the Assassin's Creed TV show, what, what's actually the plot? So the the plot the plot will essentially still follow the same thing that will still follow the same story that the computer game follows, which is basically about two about two rival rival factions that have been battling since X period. Um, you know, I mean, I think the the the, the most recent one was set in Egypt. So let's just say it's, it's like that. So basically, so it will still continue. It will still continue that theme, but basically, it will it will, it will expand a bit more on the people that are involved. So like I said. One season might be about the the main character might be an assassin, and then the you know the next season might not be about assassins, it might be about the Knights Templar. So there will never ever be just one thing where you watch one season and it's like, oh, the good guys have won again. The good guys might be the main characters for season two, but then they might fucking lose, and then you and then come by season three, you will see the ramifications of what's happened of them losing that battle. Let's say maybe a hundred years before, and then basically you know. The people, the persons who have lost, are having to pick up the slack and trying to get the upper hand in a different time period. Let's say it's like the Civil War, or you know, or World War Two. So yeah, so you know, that that, that would be the, that would be the main storyline of how I'd be treating the characters that would be portrayed throughout throughout the the different series. Okay, okay. Um, Alvin, what's your thoughts, man? Quite like it. Because it is quite similar to what I would want to see from an Assassin's Creed TV show. Um, I don't think it's really as important to tie into the game. Just because the games stops kind of tying into one overall story with an actual ending once Assassin's Creed Revelations happened. Any game after that hasn't meant shit in regards to the future of the Templars or the, uh, or the Assassins at all. Um, but other than that, I'm pretty much on board as long as each series has kind of like an interesting, uh, whether it be either uh, assassin, past assassin, or past Templar uh, character protagonist. Um, so as long as they have an interesting story uh, and the ramifications of what happened in their life or lives um, is important to the wider present story, story in the present, then although that would be difficult to tie together. I'd still be on board to see that. Cool. Um, I like the um, the quantum leap angle um, and the idea that you may cross paths with different um, different assassins at, at, at different points in, in the story. I like that. I think that's um, quite a, an interesting angle to take. Um, yeah, I, I would. I would. I would commission a pilot and say, "Yeah, bring me a pilot, <laughs> and then we'll we'll decide from there." But um, I think there's enough there. I mean, we don't have enough like kind of time travel on TV anymore, anyway, outside of Doctor Who. So, yeah, I'd probably be down with that. Um, 
I think the last thing we had was was maybe God um, Life on Mars, I guess the the BBC stuff um, would probably be oh geez, the, yeah yeah the last sort of time travel stuff that that we've had. So so yeah, no, I'd be down with that. I'm I'm, I'm good with time travel. So yeah, works for me, man. Um, listeners, let us know what you think of Richard's pitch as well. You can, um, as I said, you'll find out at the end of the podcast how you can get in touch with us. So you can um, give us some feedback and give him some feedback. Um, make sure it's constructive, or if it's not constructive, be constructive with your criticism. And um, you know, if it's not constructive, then be creative with your criticism. Yes, put it that way. All right, um, we're gonna go because it's been a while, and yeah, we need to kind of say goodnight man because i'm tired but before we leave um let's do some quick shout outs as well um i wanted to say a big thank you to rob wade from emotionally 14 um as you know by now we're at e14 endorsed that means you'll be able to find all of our podcasts on the emotionally 14 website if you want to find out more you just head over to www emotionally14.com and you'll be able to find us and loads of other great podcasts as well on that home page so head over there and check that out um i can highly recommend it um also a big shout out as well to the Britpod scene and everybody involved at the Britpod scene um they've really been instrumental in, in helping us grow um the Britpod scene is a, a great home for british podcasts they're all independently made um and there's podcasts about just about every topic you could think of there um so if you into you know bird watching gardening um football sports gaming whatever it is you like um, you'll find a podcast about it on the Britpod scene so big shout out to them and um yeah go check them out uh also we've got some social media shout outs to quickly do as well so um i gotta say a big thank you and a big shout out to jayman from j30 productions thank you for all your support bro you've been there for us pretty much from the beginning um and you've supported us from the beginning so thank you um shout out to elite cosplay gaming as well um nostalgia party podcast uh pto unlimited um hashtag blackout podcast as well another set who've been there for us from day one um tam from the broken elevator big up the broken elevator crew um hopefully they'll be back podcasting again soon in the near future um we'll watch this space and see what happens with them um shout out to mr o as well um a good friend of ours and and, and somebody again who supported from the very beginning um gotta give a big shout out of course to nigel and lao from mayamada um their kickstarter campaign is is live now by the way um you'll remember from the previous episode they were talking about um getting the kickstarter up and running and how you can do it and well they've managed to get their one going um so if you want to support that uh, make sure you head over to our website uh, or you can head over to the mayamada website which is www.mayamada.com um, and you'll be able to find all about the kickstarter campaign that they have running for hot lunch um their brand new manga uh, volume that is coming out very very soon um rich is there anyone that i missed out that we need to big up as well um yeah uh a fellow cosplayer that we've run into quite a few times now about various functions um elite cosplay oh yes yes well i've already said elite cosplay bro have you said that yeah look at that i'm trying to style it i can't, <laughs> even, I can't even think of a fucking excuse that I like that. Like, for real 
Oh, really? Oh, okay. <laughs> um, um, uh, what are the, the other guy whose who's name I, I can never pronounce? I'm really, really sorry, but do you say his name as well? David, yeah, I, I can't remember his surname, but David, he knows. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. David, the fo- the, I think it's David the phone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So big shout out to you as well, man. We've met you at a couple of functions as well, yeah. and um, you, you, yeah, you did some cosplay pictures of my boy as well. So yeah, he, that, yeah, thank you for that as well, man. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, so big shout out to you as well, and and your friends of uh, the cosplay. You guys actually go hand in hand like the dy- dynamic hero of of cosplays that I've been running into recently. So yeah, so thank you very much for that, guys. Mm-hmm. for sure for sure also we've got to thank um some of our previous guests as well man so um i want to thank uh lou uh, afro cosplay she was one of our earlier guests and she was absolutely brilliant um we've been trying to get her back on but she's busy 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 but we are going to try and get her again um just because she's she's just such a great guest and and a great talker and has so many stories that she can share with um, people as well. So we'll definitely get her back on at some point. Um, we already kind of shouted out Jeff, but big up to Jeff from the Kung Fu Driving podcast as well. Um, who else do I need to shout out as well? I'm sure there's other people that I've not mentioned that I should be mentioning. Um, Miss L as well from um, the Two Shots and a Brew podcast. She's kind of supported us from the very beginning as well. So thanks to her um who else is there we need to shout out glenn from glenn and her podcast as well he's he's been like a um a big follower from day one a support from day one thank you um you know the guys held us down from the very beginning so i've got to pick him up too um who else is there there must be somebody else that i'm missing um oh cool crikey jay yeah of course jay del negro from um the by chance podcast man yeah gotta give him some love um yellow rage attacks as well she's listened to us from the beginning um thank you for the support um surely there's somebody else as well that i'm missing here rich help me out come on man there must be somebody (laughs) maria maria lewis uh yeah but i mean we kind of already mentioned maria so that, that's cool um, hey listen you ask you ask for my help don't freaking question me now <laughs> yeah, you ask for my help yeah um okay nausea 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 yep nausea nausea shout that's cool jed shepherd yes, jed shepherd jed man jed was one of our like he was a wicked guest man yeah how could i forget jed sorry sorry jed yeah jed definitely big yourself up man um we're, we're gonna have you on again for sure um god and alvin alvin and alvin as well what are we thanking alvin for fuck alvin yeah. um no because <laughs> <laughs> if no because no because if no because if, no, if you think about it it's like no, 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 like no. alvin the best way to describe yeah alvin the best way to describe you is that you're the guy that slept on our couch and never pays rent but you're just here now like but you become like <laughs> you become a member of the family no because if you think about it like no like all, all jokes aside we were just like, yeah, Alvin, like, would you like to guest star in it? And it was like, yeah, okay, cool, fuck it. We've all got things to say. And then the next thing you know, we're just doing it like week in, week out. Like, you know, bar a couple of episodes where you might not be on it or I might not be on it. And uh, there's been an episode where Jay hasn't even been on it and it's just been me and you, remember? Oh, yeah, true, 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 true. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 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 you know what? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, so, you know what? Thank you as well, man. Fair dues, fair dues, fair dues. Yes, and last thank yeah. you because I, I I had to check because I 
knew I'd forgotten somebody um, is Ramona, Ramona S.J. Lee, the the writer who I interviewed for episode forty three. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's um, her project is is coming together nicely. Kung Fu Bodyguard. She's started to get a cast together. Um, she's been doing some mainstream interviews and things like that as well. And it's it's really interesting to see how everything is developing. I mean, hopefully um, she'll be close to to beginning shooting soon. So um, we'll try and get her on again just before that begins. Um, so she Oh, one more, one more. About and that. one more as well. Yeah, go. And my boy, yeah, and my boy Lucas Guy as well, man. Oh, yes, those times of course. That he's in... <laughs> yes, Lucas Guy. Yeah, of course. We can't forget him, man. He's been in there. <laughs> he's been there making his contribution um throughout the the episodes and i think people do appreciate it as well so lucas guy big up to you man well done yeah 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 (laughs) all right boys um yeah man let's call it a night because um i said i'm kind of tired so um yeah let's put a fork in this or a pin in it or whatever you put in these things when they're done we stick one in it because we're done so yeah we're saying good night man so i'm out here good night from me um big a say good night good night rich kid say good night good night and we're out here people take care and we'll see you on episode 51 peace if you like what you just heard why don't you follow us online you can find us on twitter at wulongtalks.com on facebook at wulongtalks and on Instagram at Wulong Talks. We also have our blog, which we update uh, kind of regularly, and you can find us there at www.wulongtalks.com. If you have any ideas for topics or would like us to feature your geek-based products or business on our show, you can always get in touch with us via email at wulongtalkspodcast at gmail.com. <laughs>